0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Everything Motor Racing Podcast. You're joined once again by your host Declan Constable for episode 18 and I also have once again by my side Jacob from NowMoto. What's happening guys, we good? And I've got, we've got a special guest as you probably can tell already from the um, from the title of the podcast. We've got Joel Kelso on the podcast all the way from, well Spain but from Australia originally. <laughs> Hello, how's it going, everybody? Um, It's a pleasure to have you on, Joel. Obviously, uh, especially after your recent race win as well, you know.
1: (laughs) Very special to get get on the podcast. I feel bloody honoured to be here. Thank Um, you.
0: Appreciate it, appreciate it. Obviously, uh, got a lot to talk about, you know, from obviously your humble beginnings to now to obviously making your Moto3 World Championship debut quite recently, all the way up to... Obviously maybe what's happening in the future if you can obviously discuss that. Obviously if you can't then that's fine. Um but you know, we've got a lot to talk about which and I'm quite excited for it because obviously I did an interview a little while ago with you and obviously we discussed some things. So if people haven't read that then they can learn a bit more about you.
1: Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: I watched um
1: some of your podcasts about before, so I kinda have an idea what's gonna go on. Um <laughs> I'll try to keep it a little bit interesting, yeah, and I'll try to say as much as I can
0: without getting in trouble. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you getting in trouble with your uh, your manager, that's the last thing you want with <laughs> <or> your team. <laughs>
1: that's it, I might be getting a call tomorrow morning. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs>
0: yeah. But people who have listened to our Sean Dillon Kelly podcast, because obviously you're now only our second guest on the podcast, so... Um yeah, you're hopefully at the start of quite a long list of people. But the people who listen to our Sean Dillon Kelly podcast will know there's a question we ask every person who kind of appears on our podcast, obviously every guest, before we obviously crack into the, the good stuff. So our question, basically what we're doing is we're compiling a playlist. And so it's a playlist from obviously me and Jacob and Gary Lee and our guests as well. And we're going to compile it out and then release it and people can listen to what we're listening to and our guests are listening to. So my question is, what five songs are you currently listening to to go in the EMR radio playlist?
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I need to pull up Spotify for this, but uh, <laughs> I'll
0: try to go off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: normally it's like songs that I listen to before a race Yeah. No. Um, because, well, I don't really listen to music other than that, except for when I'm training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I reckon there would be, okay, there's a song called uh, Russ, which I listen to just when I'm training. Like, he's like album. Okay. Um. So, I don't know, there's a few songs in there. Let's say like Civil War from that.
0: Civil War. Okay.
1: And, and then there's uh, a Spanish song, Rosa." Okay. Right. Who's that
0: like? Um,
1: Midi- What's it? Rosa or something like that. De Rosa. Okay. I don't know. Um by I think it's by Mike Towers or, or Bad Bunny. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to check
0: and let you know. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> Um the other one would be uh Boss. Boss I don't, uh, by day one.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So that's three. Two weird you put me on the spot now. <laughs> um what is another one? I don't know what I listened to before the song. Oh, uh, the song that goes, oh, I don't know what it's called. Um,
2: gee whiz, this is difficult, isn't it? Sing it for no, us I, <laughs> once you're on the spot, it a yeah, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I know. I normally just like, put Spanish songs on and just listen to that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, no. a bit of reggaeton, um, on, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get it up on Spotify oh, yeah. so I don't absolutely just get everything wrong right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a new song, La Playa, from Mike towers Oh, uh, yeah,
0: nice. I think I, I think I know nah. that one. I think I've got that one on my playlist.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: And the other one is Riding
0: by Day One. Day One. Okay, nice. We'll get those on the playlist. They're um in they're the same playlist as, obviously, Sean Dillon Kelly's uh, Eminem Metal Mix, so it'll be an interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs>
1: Anyways, yeah, don't, co- yeah, don't I, uh... give me hate on my on my music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's decent. I was expecting, you, you mentioned obviously Spanish songs, I was expecting some Raul Alejandro, but, you know. Look at <laughs> like Dex showing off No, he's Spanish now. <laughs> Too
1: many music in Spain, I
2: reckon.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> so
2: much at me, and so much. Madness. Well, I, I'm gonna to have to listen to them because I got to be honest, I don't know any of those songs. Really? <laughs> oh, dear. <It's> not one.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna give them a bash. <laughs>
2: shows how bad my song knowledge.
0: <laughs> <like>. uh, <laughs> nah, you're good. You live in Spain. You got an excuse. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> obviously, Sean Delacalle lives in America, so obviously it's gonna be a uh, mad different. Yeah, this is quite quite American. It's a bit
1: different. Just a bit different.
0: Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> you're um, you're an Aussie. <laughs> Aussie living in. Spain, but I believe you lived in Italy as well previously, back when you were what, sixteen, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's it, mate From fifteen sixteen lived in Italy for what, a year, year and a half?
0: Yeah, that's kind And crazy, then I moved huh? to Spain. So I mean, what's it like obviously as obviously somewhere like fifteen sixteen moving from Australia to you know, somewhere like Italy, new language, new culture, new everything at fifteen years old. What what's that like?
1: Well, to be honest with you, like obviously I moved over by myself. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't really scary because I mean, what could really go wrong? Like worst case, I'd end up in a prison.
2: But, <laughs> right. But okay.
1: Other, other than that, I'm just gonna get deported back to Australia. I mean, nothing worse could really happen. I mean, <laughs> okay. You kind of just have to just live the life and learn learn everything as a new new thing, really. Um,
2: I love that. I love that. That is brilliant.
1: I oh, don't oh, know. I couldn't really do much else, really. I just had to rock up on the plane, which what I did, and hopped out of the airport and started living my life in Italy, met my me. team, and <laughs> continue from
2: there.
0: Oh, mate, I'd be, I'd be honestly shitting myself. Like, I'd be shitting myself going to Spain and coming yeah. back here, never mind moving to, like, the middle of Europe and not speaking the language. Like, oh, mm. my God.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, to be yeah. fair, though, I got – um. Obviously, when I was really young, I can't remember what age. Or I think I was like eleven. Mm. Um, I came to no, I probably was younger. Actually, I came to England, like as in to race motorbikes. Oh right. So, like, I think I got like a little bit of a experience then. You know, when I was younger. Yeah. At least I came with my mum that time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I came there first, so had a little bit of experience of an airplane before doing the trip alone. But yeah, that no, wasn't wasn't the easiest journey, that's for sure. But um, no, it was a good one.
0: Cool. So you mentioned.
2: Yeah. I'd be freaking right out. I gotta be honest; like my ass would just be bullshit, <laughs> like paperclip <a> <laughs> <cue. laughs> you.
0: <laughs> so what was it? What was it? Obviously, you mentioned you. Um, you came to England. What were you doing in England? There, uh, like obviously racing in England. But which championship was it?
1: Um, yeah. So I had a, I had like a, um, like a little deal with Red Bull, uh, England at, at the time. Yeah. They um, yeah. they organised a trip over for um. What was the championship? It was like the mini bike championship. It was like a 70cc. Oh, Josh Watley did it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, what was it called? Jacob, you might know. Yeah. Uh, yeah fab, racing, fab
1: Racing. Yeah, Fab Racing. That's it. Fab that's Racing. It, nice. Yeah, so I did. I just did two rounds on that um, on the Metric at 70s or whatever they were.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, so Red Bull hooked that up. And um, that's the reason why I came over first to Europe for that.
2: Wow. Fair play. I didn't know that. That's that's fair play. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How how the hell did that come about?
0: Red Bull as all well, like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. My old manager in Australia. Um, I don't know. He just gave us a call one day and said, "Oh, Red Bull's like you know want to have a meeting. Wants you to come over and race in this bike." And I was like, "Right here, yeah, perfect. Let's Jeez. go."
0: Yeah, because
1: so um, <laughs> that's
0: yeah. madness. Yeah, because wait, you're you're like eighteen now, aren't you is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's like only like
1: seven years
2: ago.
0: It's only like twenty fourteen. Flipping out. Yeah, I feel old, exactly.
2: man. So I'm just assuming, you, But is that the same uh bike that the the Red Bull, you know, the selection event for the Rockies? Is that that's what they ride in it? The metric, in yeah, the
1: yeah, exactly.
2: So I assume that's how it. Yeah, they run like a previous thing. Yeah? yeah,
1: but I think they use one, two, five now. Yeah, I think they do. The, yeah.
0: Metric.
1: Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure though
0: yeah because the Fab Racing doesn't I don't think it exists anymore does it or it's it's changed it's like been moulded into some new championship now for all of the um... I think it is just mini motors. yeah well. oh, has it? yeah it's yeah. like let's have a look uh, although it is still Fab racing, but I know that they're part of like the obviously the road to MotoGP thing now um... yeah because they they want the steps to be Fab Racing British Talent mm. Cup rookies. Yeah, there's been there's been like so many riders who come for that championship. Actually, mental. Um, obviously, Rory Skinner, Miguel Oliveira raced in that championship. Johan Zarco, you know, so your your name's in good stead there. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Nah, I didn't even know about the championship though before I came over here. Really? And then, um, nah, well, I wouldn't really hear a fab when I was playing. In Australia, yeah, would I? Fair play,
0: fair
1: and play. Then, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then when that opportunity came out, oh, I didn't even know what team of you I was raising. Yeah. To be fair, I was probably too young to even realise what I was doing. So I just rocked up on a do, airplane. Do you remember doggy. what tracks? Um, no, I knew it was in South Wales. That's all I know.
0: Oh, Jacob lives there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah, right, my then. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: probably Landau, was
1: it? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Josh told me the other day because I was with Josh, but I don't remember. um what track it was, I
2: can't remember. It's got to be Lando, it's the only track we have. Oh, well, then it's definitely <laughs>
0: that track, man.
2: Carton track? Yeah, it is, yeah, it's a carton track. Yeah, Lando. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's literally about 10 miles from my house. Yeah, right, yeah, right. I don't have very good memories there, by the way. I've literally sent <laughs> myself into the fence a few times. Oh, really? But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoops. yeah. I will lay you off and say the fence is a mega close in Lando, so that's probably why. It is. You know how, like, the road is... um. Like right next to the fence, like there's no like
1: there's like a Mm. footpath in between the fence Mm. and a gap, like in the road, like literally nothing. Mm. And um, yeah, there's a reason it doesn't host any races anymore. Yeah, exactly. I remember (laughs) I hit the fence and I almost went over it. And I was thinking if I went over it, I would have been on the road, like literally
2: would have been on the road. Yeah, it it, it is that bad. Like I've seen a few, I've heard of a few people in carts who've been thrown from the cart and nearly ended up there. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I totally believe it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. I was so... Like, when I... Now I think about it, I'm like thinking, how dangerous is that? Like, I literally... Oh, I high started like a normal crash and I almost ended up on a road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolute madness. Madness.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome
2: to wheels. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not the only track that's played <laughs> is it? No, we've got a few uh, well, sketchy-ass yeah,
0: tracks we got in the few. UK. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. I mean, I remember when Scott Redding uh, left Meta GP and he was like, I don't want to race in BSB because the tracks are all scary. And uh, he ended up... He ended up no, wrong. No, he's though. not wrong, to be fair. I mean, some of those tracks are no, oh, scary, man. Yeah. Yeah, Cadwell. Yeah, no, Cadwell.
1: So, I've been to... Is Cadwell the one that, um, like, has a massive... Like, turn one and then it goes down a massive dip? Uh, I just don't think. Mm, no. Wonder where that is. I can't remember. I came to one... Is that Donington, yeah, Donington you're thinking into, of? Like you Donington. go down. I went there. Yeah, yeah Don... to Watch one race. That's, that's a great oh. track. It looks sketchy as bar, well. and apparently <laughs> it's one of the best One's like one of the several silver Silverstone, obviously.
0: Yeah, because yeah, they race for GP there, isn't they? And Rossi I mean, won his first race there. Rossi won his first five minutes of CC race there.
1: Oh fucker that! <laughs> <laughs> I would not race it.
0: Uh, oh, the
2: five hundred as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's a. <laughs> Well, they have expanded the, they have done lots of work to it now, like the S's is better and there's a lot more runoff in Donnington now, but previous Donnington, I, I would agree with you, like, it's still pretty yeah, sketchy. Yeah, compared to, like, some of the JP tracks, obviously.
0: Mm, yeah, because like, you're icing on the full yeah. track. It's not GP level at no, no,
1: definitely not, yeah. definitely not.
0: So, so you're you're quite used to now, like, higher standard tracks, you know, without trying to make you sound like you're all, like, Ponzi bastard, you know, like. Um, obviously, you're used to, like, you <laughs> know, Portimao, Aragon, Jerez, Catalunya, you know, these high-spec tracks, you
2: know. Um, well, you
0: know, what's funny. I used to, like,
1: um, race on, like, all them tracks, like, what England's like, is in, like, with just absolutely no runoff, no yeah. ripple strips. Like, that's what it's like in most of the tracks in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit safer, but they're still, like, it's sketchy, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, like, I've been racing so many years over here, like, on, like, GP tracks. That I'd, I go back to Australia and, I, like, I did a few ride days when I went back there. And, like, I just can't ride properly because I'm just – I keep looking at the edge of the track going, <laughs> I don't want to go off there, do I? <laughs> no. And, like, I don't know. I used to never think about that. And now every time I ride in Australia, I always think, oh, if I run off, it's not going to end well.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, well, the one time I did, I broke my thumb. So I thought,
0: reason, definitely I'm definitely not doing that again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not staying back there. <laughs> Come back to Europe.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: because yeah, – because people criticize CV
2: and the, and everything, saying, "Oh, no Spanish championship!" But Spain has such good tracks. Why we you not go there? You know. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Although talking about safety,
1: how was the situation that happened at Portima? Oh, you cannot tell me that is good. No, you
0: cannot. That was shot. I mean, you were there. You were on track. That it was yeah.
2: I oh. had. Was... I was. I had very strong opinions. I I thought. My my main thing is, I think if you've got a flag in your hand. Weave it, like it's not difficult. It's 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 just
1: mental, mate. Like I mean, the like I didn't even see, like I don't know that um, there was a couple riders that said they seen the yellow flag, yeah, uh, the corner before, but I did not see the yellow flag corner before. And like, like I'm pretty wary with that sort of stuff. Like I can see, like yeah, lots of things that's going on around the track. I'm pretty wary with it. And I did not see the, the flag before the that corner. And then obviously when I – so I was just coming around the corner and I came over the hill and just seen, like, four people standing there just waving their hands, not even waving a flag. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, what the hell is going on here? Then I seen, like, as it went up a little bit more, like a box. And I was like, oh, well, that's not good. a move for that. Moved. And then, like, I seen a person behind it. And I was thinking, no, that is not going to be good. No. So I sat up with my hand up. People kept going, like, full – And I thought, no, I'd rather sit up lose a few positions and who cares. And I look back and all I see is just people just like crashing. I was thinking, oh, this this is not ended well at all. People continued pushing and I was like, oh, so what do I do? And I just continued like with the gas, but like sitting up, you know what I mean? Not pushing.
2: Yeah. And
1: like people were pulling away from me, but I didn't really care at that time. I was like, oh, fuck. I want to find out what happened to the people behind. Mm. And and then they still didn't red flag it until like the second last what, well, until almost the last corner. Like we're yeah. coming into the second last corner, and then then they put the red flag out.
2: Yeah,
0: it was mental, like,
2: uh, yeah. It was a complete catalogue
0: of just shit. Yeah. Oh. there's no other way to put it. It was awful. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know what they were doing. They must have been asleep, like. No idea what they have done.
0: Yeah, I mean, for anybody who didn't watch the obviously the Chev race, at, it was race two. I know there's only one race. There's only one race at Portimao. Yeah. Um, but basically, what happened was there was a a few riders who crashed. Obviously, it's Portimao, so it's like a roller coaster. You go up and you can't see over the hill until you're on the other side of the hill. That makes sense. Looking back down at the track, and on mid race, a rider crashed. Harrison Vaut. And a few other riders, they crashed, and Harrison thought was still on the track because he was injured. And the race wasn't red flagged at all, even though the rider lay on the track. And then, obviously, as the riders came back round, the rider, Harrison, was still laying the track. And obviously, as Joel has just said, basically, the ra- the uh, marshals were trying to usher people away from the accident instead of flagging it. You know, obviously, Joel's just said that, you know, there were some flags. No, some riders say there were flags, some didn't. You know um I've heard that people from some riders, I won't name them just because you know um the the flags are only put out you know about midway you know after half the field had kind of gone through um yeah, and so really Harrison
1: makes it to yeah,
0: exactly, yeah, and um Harrison Bour unfortunately was hit playing in the track, he was hit by multiple riders, including Mario Agi, who hit the um like the doctor's. Board thing, and loads of riders went down. And Harrison Arizmoutz suffered fractured, um, he fractured both his legs, including a compound fracture, so the bone went through the skin. Which is just yeah, the tip, yeah. Sure. And you know, he's he posted made a post actually yesterday saying that he what was it the left hospital yeah, after I eleven s- days. I spoke to him oh, did you? And down, um,
1: yeah, like because I asked pretty his dad a little bit. Oh, yeah, and um, he uh, yeah, he was still in the Portugal hospital and um he only just got flown out to barcelona yesterday 11, and now he's got to spend yeah. a bit of time here mm. still to do surgery apparently
0: yeah he's not in any condition to fly is he let's be honest no, it's so. mental like you no know, how the hell did they not red flag the race you know really
2: yeah it should have been red flag the second there was a raider in the track mm. yeah. it's, it's that simple That's you understand. can't make excuses yeah. we did a whole lap mm. like a whole lap like it does, like you know, forty is <laughs> not a
1: small lap. Like I don't know, Too I feel like it's in, pretty it? easy to make a decision in in a minute yeah. that there's still a person on the track, isn't it? Like, yeah, like not,
0: no, I hundred percent with you. Yeah, I know. They never I should, it's never should is a situation that never should have happened, especially obviously after the events that have already happened this year and uh, the Motor Three World Championship. You know, you'd think that there would be more on it with the safety, but apparently not.
2: I don't know if you saw it, Joel, but um, afterwards, like they. You know, like the break in between the races, the cameras went onto you in the garage. Yeah, and literally, you heard you say there were no red, yellow flags. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you heard you say it. So, like, and that just kind of says it all to me. Like you say to your team, there were no yellow flags. That that's enough for me to say. Well, you know what's going on.
1: Like yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know I don't know what happened. Like, cause I in mean, yeah, there is like obviously some risers said they've seen it, hmm. but like like you just said, like only half. They apparently then showed from the half the field. Well that would make sense why it didn't show it to me. But still, I was like, they have to show it to the whole field. Like, I mean, at least if they can't get the red flag out, at least get a yellow out the whole time for the whole people to pass. Like, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense, eh? Like, within a minute, you should be able to decide if you're not going to be able to pick up the person taking off track. And apparently, like, I don't know who I heard this from, but um, I heard that, like, Harrison was, like, yelling out, like, get me off this track. Yeah. And, like, the Masters were just standing yes. on track.
0: Yeah, because oh, um, yeah, right. I heard that basically he was still lay on the track. Um, I can't remember who told me it, um, but yeah, he was still lay on the track and he could hear the bikes coming, you know, and he was screaming at them to let him off, get him off the track and they didn't and obviously he got I mean, hit. They just chucked a bloody box in front yeah. of him.
1: Like. Yeah, it's probably worse that they put
2: the box in front of
1: him because no one could see that there's a
2: person behind. I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it, just, yeah. it was just well, horrible Agi hit it, if I'm not mistaken. Aji yeah. hit it, hit it into the track. And then Real hit it, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he went, and obviously it's a downhill, isn't it? Because it was over the crest and he just went flying over the bars. It was what? just completely ridiculous.
1: It could have been a lot worse, let's be honest. But still, yeah. like, you know, you're not going to get many chances of that. Like, as in, it was a lucky, lucky situation for, well, the, you know, the federation that, yeah. you know, didn't make that wrong call. But if they, if, mm. you know, things didn't go right, wouldn't have been a good bloody situation for them at all.
0: No, there was a big lawsuit Not. on the hand, 100%. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah just, I, I just, I like, just, just men
2: standing on the crest waving their arms is just what's well, even worse. You, that. Know, you wouldn't even see that in club level, you know what I mean? Let alone a junior world championship. Like, it's just
1: exactly. And like, the other thing is, like, the people stand on the track, like, that still wasn't safe. Like, what happens if one person crashed?
2: coming up that hill yeah like, when people are bugging out they? <laughs> yeah. yeah like someone could easily have just checked the brakes on seeing someone wear their arms because you know instinct okay. is what you do and they could have just easily gone down and then bang if you've hit a marshal that's going to hurt them it's just yeah. oh it's not worth thinking about
1: exactly exactly so nah it wasn't a good situation I hope Harrison gets better soon I don't know how long he's going to be since he gets out but um, hopefully he can be back soon yeah yeah
2: yeah, we won't see him till next season, boom You reckon? No, I've uh, like I'm I'm no sportsman, like you know. I didn't, I wasn't thinking, but um, I've had a similar injury myself. I raced motocross, yeah. and I was in plastic cast for nearly forty weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we'll see him this side of next year, honestly. Yeah,
0: right. mad. But um, I want to move on to something a bit more positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously. You obviously started your racing career obviously way back in Australia. Um, What was it that made you kind of start racing and want to start racing exactly?
1: Yeah, so pretty much um, how it all started is obviously my mum and dad, like they did car racing and stuff, not really motorbike racing. Yeah. Um, And then my sister though, when she was young, obviously got into Motorbike she's like two years older than me or three years older than me All right, and um yeah, she got into it, and obviously I grew up I, I was born and seeing that she was riding, and I wanted to do it, then obviously seeing her do it, and uh yeah, we both did it until what 10 eleven um my sister was 13, I think at the time, and uh she had a crash uh actually in front of me and broke her wrist and um she didn't want to race anymore. Hmm. So she quit and uh yeah, that's that's where my love of, you know, racing started. Um which was on <laughs> flat track. Like what motocross flat track, whatever.
0: Yeah. Like most RCs start there, don't they? Obviously uh yeah. Stacey Stone example and
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like um I started off like riding, obviously the 50s and the 65s and when I was, um, the reason why I really kicked off, because obviously we didn't really have the money to start, like, and continue, we had the money, obviously, to buy my first bike and stuff, like that, you know, the cheap stuff, yeah and then, um, when I was riding 50s, I did the first Aussie titles, um, on the 50cc, and, uh, I won, obviously, my first ever race, and I only <laughs> was, like, Five years old, or something like that, at that time,
2: <laughs> and um, nice.
1: And Husvana picked me up at that stage. No, right. a five then, years um,
2: old,
1: yeah. Well, I think I was five or six when Husvana picked me up, bloody maybe hell, maybe six. And um, yeah, they sponsored me well throughout my whole flat track career, um, with everything like a full factory ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, it was. I mean, it was a pretty amazing. Uh, to be honest, when I was in flat track, I had pretty much everything factory. You know, mm. I mean, at six years old, I was rocking up to the track with like, well, I once said we had a truck at the truck, like, you know, just for a flat tracker meeting. You know, so, uh, <laughs> so it was full on, full uh... on, and we we'll in Australian titles left, right, and center. Um, and yeah, I mean, we didn't lose the whole time, so I guess that was the goal <laughs> but i mean how could you lose really if you had a factory support behind you um but yeah i mean the australian scene's like crazy mate like for flat track like people go all out on their bikes i get full factory support from all different manufacturers and stuff like that but like, people are propping it like the road racing scene in australia is not that big but the flat track scene is pretty big
0: is it that surprises me yeah. actually
1: yeah, it's just because, I don't know, I, I guess it's because obviously so much cheaper. Yeah, I guess um, so, yeah. And, like, I don't know, there's just, like, there's not, I don't know, because I, I guess in Australia we can make heaps of flat tracks pretty cheap, I mm. like, to make a road bike track mm. obviously isn't the cheapest Millions. thing ever. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, exactly. I think it's the, <laughs> I'd say it's the Aussie attitude as well of keep it pinned exactly you know but more aussies do better with more power don't they like all, as a general rule yeah exactly and this all comes from the flat track yeah
1: exactly so um yeah and, that, and anyways that's the reason reason why i got into you know racing and then yeah i went from flat track to obviously obviously road racing in australia uh, which wasn't a big scene i got mm-hmm. into road racing oh, what to get in oh yeah that's right so you know how Husqvarna obviously got brought out by KDM. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. happened in uh, which year was it? When I was ten, I, I think. I don't know. And anyways, I got I got offered into uh, KDM then, obviously from Hasvana. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I turned it down because I had an offer to go into uh, like um, riding like road bikes, hmm. which Hasvana brought me the first bike. Um as a present to say, okay, thank you for all these years. And uh, sorry, we have to let you go. <laughs> so they brought me a metric kit 70 to um, get started with. And, uh, yeah, anyways, I took it to the track for the first day and then broke um, uh, the lap record what? on the first day. So <laughs> we, we kind of from there just kind of got into it. Like, oh, shit, and, okay, i should um, actually decent
0: at this, like –
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, and then, obviously, Husqvarna stopped supporting, um, and then we had another person come in, uh, probably I've spoken about him before, Jake Skate, you've probably seen him on me as well before. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I've seen his name everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he, like, obviously helped me, because it was just, um, that was at the time also when my mum and dad split up, and, uh, yeah, so me and my mum moved away at that time, with my sister, and uh, yes, yeah, so we had no one to obviously do the bikes and stuff like that. So we packed up and said, all right, we're, we're giving up on racing mm. and um, we're trying to sell the road bike. And then Jake uh, Skate, which was just a photographer at the time, yeah. um, said, oh, why are you giving up? And we told him the reason. And uh, he said, oh, I know a little bit about mechanics, and I'll give it a shot if you want, I'll take us to the races and stuff like that. So anyways, we said, right, yeah, well, continue for another year and see what happens and uh yeah obviously then we won that year the australian title
0: as a rookie so yeah as it's a like rookie your first and year we... racing as well like on tarmac
1: yeah yeah exactly
2: <laughs> yeah i love how you just say that so casual like it's just yeah, oh, yeah. the title that's fucking huge like... yeah
1: well i mean australian racing isn't the biggest scene mm. um I mean, yeah, it was still a good you know achievement. it was my first ever year yeah. and um so we yeah. moved up from seventy to eighty pretty much straight away because we thought well, we're already won, so there's no point in continuous seventy and uh and Jake's still running a team at this time, and just getting bigger and bigger the team really and uh when I joined eighty you know maybe you know Jack Mahaffy, another Australian guy
0: I'm not sure
2: honestly. Mm- yeah, the, the the name sounds familiar, but I won't. Pretend yeah, so know. he
1: races in the Chiv uh, six hundred now. Okay. OB, yeah, in Italy, and um, so yeah, then he joined the team because uh, like Jake was just started with no team, and obviously started with me, and then I was you know the team, and then you know to to extend the team, he brought in Jack Mahaffey, which was on a three hundred at the time, and then um. I bring in the championship for the 80s, and they bring in uh, second in the championship.
2: Oof.
1: So then uh, from there, then we obviously stepped into Moto3 from that, um, which one sponsor that used to sponsor Anthony West uh, brought me the bike for, for the year because oh, we nice. couldn't afford obviously, to step into Moto3. Definitely, yeah, because um, I
0: knew you did the... Um... Australian Murder Three Championship, but I, I did wonder how you got that
1: kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't have the money to do it,
2: hmm.
1: and um, but yeah, this sponsor just brought me the bike, and obviously to run the bike isn't that expensive. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, brought me the bike to use for the season. Um, and pretty much the goal was to win the championship and then see what happens from there. And uh, yeah, I won the championship in my rookie of the year there first as well, <laughs> which
0: that that was impressive because. Yeah.
1: There was actually some pretty good, you know, competitors.
0: Would you have, and, um, was it Matt Barton? Were you racing against Matt Barton or was he a bit
1: ahead of you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was against like Matt Barton and uh, a few other riders. Nice. Um, like Ted Collins, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was a few people, anyways, in there. And um, yeah, when we won that, I we didn't really know what to do from there. And I kind of just like set it out there because I kind of always, you know, seen it as, you know, the, I don't know, the golden opportunity to go to Europe. Yeah. And I kind of said to Jake, oh, we should just make a team go to Europe. And he kind of looked at me <laughs> and said, why not? You know, <laughs> <kind of thing. laughs> And I was like, well, should we do it? And we end up having a big discussion. We convinced mum. We didn't have to convince her very much. We kind of just said, we're doing it. <laughs> can, we, I mean. can, we, can we do it? How much money can we get? And um, we somehow got it all together by getting a few supporters and stuff like that not too much we had a bloody low budget team we had like a bloody truck that almost killed us about five times because i don't know the air air shocks were pretty stuffed on it and the (laughs) italians (laughs) roads weren't very handy to us and um yeah me jack was it the black bike
0: sorry was it the black bike that you were riding? is that right
1: yeah yeah exactly the black s bike and um yeah yeah and we um moved over there me jack and Jake and Jake was flying back and forward and me and Jack just lived there. Um I was what 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah. And Jack was 17, 2018.
0: Yeah.
1: And um yeah and then we bloody <laughs> we were doing not good at all the first part of the season for me because we got a bike from RMU let's just say it wasn't <laughs> what they said it was going to be. Oh, okay. And
2: uh,
0: a story. yeah
1: exactly and I was down like what 25k an hour on the straight really I was just getting and mortared yeah like was, Magellan, was in, and something.
0: was that in the chief? that right in the was it the pre-motor 3s or
1: yeah exactly and that was at the first other season on pre 3 ah
0: ok and
1: yeah and then at Imla I kind of said well to my mum and Jake I said well I'm packing up and going home if I don't get a, like a better bike from RMU because I mean what can I do with 20k's down yeah but are just wasting money here and um, and then RMU said, all right, we'll, we'll support you and we'll give you, like, another bike. We had to, like, give the other one back, like, half or something of like that. I don't know. It worked out. We had to give the bike back and then we got another one, though, which was a newer model, which was more even. And the moment they gave that to me, obviously, Imla went to a waste because that's still a ride through, like, start oh, from pit lane, okay. sorry, because when you get a new bike, you have to, you have to I don't know, start from pit lane.
0: Really? That's Some dinner. stupid
1: rule. Yeah. Unless you're Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you're Italian
0: you
1: can have to. <laughs> wow. And the classic way. And then yeah, as soon as that happened, I fucking rocked up at Magello and uh Masano the next and Valunga and got podiums and lap records cool. from there on and then
0: Just from changing the that...
1: Just... Yeah, exactly. And then got the offer on the Moto Three when they other you know, Italian team, team seen that, you know, I actually got something. And um and yeah, I did the wildcards on the KTM Motor 3 and did well. Uh, finished fifth or whatever it was, sixth. Nice. And then, um, yeah, and then bloody got got an offer from Leopard all of a sudden. I was, I don't know, it was like a dream, mate. I fucking rocked up at Violunga and the Leopard boss is there with a contract. I was like, no way. What am I going to do? I'm not going to say no to that. No. <laughs> we signed that. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it went from there, mate.
0: I mean, to roll back a little bit, obviously, you did. Um... You did one race where you did the you raced for Alessandro Tanucci's team and your Primo three in the same weekend. Yes,
1: exactly. What, right.
0: what track was that? I can't remember actually. Quite.
1: I did that twice. I did that. Um, <laughs> I did that at uh, um, Magello and Bologna.
0: Yeah. V- nice Bologna. Yes. I mean, what happened there? How did that? How did that come about for you to race two bikes in the same weekend in the same cha- Similar championship yeah
1: so what happened is um I was obviously just rocking up like a normal weekend for me mm. on pre three and um and I got a call on on Thursday night like literally at night on thursday mm. I, I can I think the call was at seven thirty or eight o'clock at night mm. like I was about to go to bed mate like I was you know <laughs> getting ready for bed going to bed yeah, and calls me and he goes, Joe, you want to ride tomorrow I said. First of all, who are you? Because I don't know who it was. And blame me, <laughs> Alessandro Tanucci. Oh yeah, don't know who that is. Righty-o.
2: What?
1: <laughs> um, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and oops. Yeah, I didn't know exactly. And Jeez. I was like, oh shit, radio. Here we go. And um, yeah, and I stayed up on the phone all night, late to my mum, trying to sort out a contract overnight. We couldn't do it, so we just he just let me go on FP one. And after FP one did the contract. But it was just full on, mate. Like, because all the sessions were back to back. So, what we're doing is, I'd exit, what, eight o'clock in the morning on pre motor three, and you'd get, you know, a 25 minute mm. session or whatever. And then I'd go straight from there, stop in pit lane, and then jump straight on the bike and go out for the motor three session. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. And, oh, mate, I was fat. I was out of. T- shape like I was not training (laughs) at that time I was not training and um I was I was absolutely knackered mate and um yeah anyways I finished the first day and I thought how am I going to finish the rest of the weekend like this like I was going fast on both bikes Mm. and um everybody was happy but my body wasn't mate like I mean I can show you photos I would literally didn't do anything no training (laughs) maybe like one or two runs a week, my you know, God. only because, like, Jake made me. He's like, oh, just get out and go for a run. I was like, "Right, yeah. Yeah, so – and didn't watch my diet at all. I'd be on Maccas every couple of days. Um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, literally, I wasn't taking anything serious Cause, I mean, I was, but I didn't know the proper way of taking it serious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for me, it was just, like, what, live the life, ride motorbikes, what else do I got to do? Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, yeah. I, I did everything else made of it of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I was still 16 at this time. And, um, yeah, and anyway, so I was. <laughs> it went well the whole rest of the weekend, just kept going back to back, back to back. And then um, I did a 59 at Magello, which is pretty good on a Moto3, as then they do 57s or whatever in World Championship. Yeah, but to be two seconds off on your first ever ride on a Moto3. Yeah, on uh, um, like an outdated bike
0: as well. Obviously...
1: Yeah, exactly, 2017 Yeah. bike. Um, yeah, it was bloody amazing. And that's why, obviously, Leopard and Tanucci gave me an offer for the next year. And so did many other teams, also, you know. So yeah. I got a massive rep about that for that weekend. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. 100%.
1: And then I got an offer, obviously, for v- Valunga on mm-hmm. both bikes again. And, well, I did it, but let's just say it didn't go that well because it was wet the whole weekend. Uh, say Ryalunga is not a good track to be in the wet.
2: No. And well it's no good track in the dry to be fair. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well I mean I finished on the podium in three moto three, but on the Moto 3 I mate. Mean, I, I can't even keep counting how many times I crashed. <laughs> I think like at least at least five times. Jeez. At least.
0: Your suit manufacturer must have hated
1: you. <laughs> it was it was literally just stra- straight crashes or yeah. it was like a front end tuck. Uh-huh. But it was just I could not stay upright on the KTM because of braking force. I don't know, the power, like it wasn't used to it and then for the rain it just no, it wasn't re- I wasn't ready. <laughs> and yeah. It wasn't so ready.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> tough, that's tough. I mean, um I've got to ask I've got to ask an elusive question. Right. We live in England and we don't see this stuff. Does later part Energy Drink exist or not? <laughs> no, it does in Italy now. All oh, right. Um, <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't think it actually did. I think it does now, actually. But I think, like, uh, let's just be honest, I don't think they sell the same amount of what they actually put into their racing team, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because the money that goes into their team is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I th- Yeah, I think the guy actually thought, hold on, I can actually make some money from an
0: actual energy drink. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they did.
0: Yeah, because, like, it's, I've seen... For years, it's rich energy in it all over yeah, again. Yeah, because for years, yeah. it's been a thing where no one can get their hands on it. No one can get it. And then like, you get in the team, and then I see you drinking it, and I'm like, how? It doesn't exist, does it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they kind of just thought, oh, well, we can make money off it, so we might as well do it. Yeah. Perfect. How is it? It's actually good as, like, it. it's um, it's like a – I don't know. It's not energy. That's the thing. It's, like, um, just full of, like, fruits and, like, all that like, good – nutrients and you know oh, stuff right. like that, that
0: natural yeah, energy drink, yeah it? but
1: there's no energy like there's no energy in it. no caffeine nothing like
0: that oh right okay that's quite cool but yeah we don't get them in the uk sadly it's like that it's like the um like a yeah. unicorn like you see it and you hear about it but you never see one <laughs> well, yeah. we don't get jack shit in the UK. yeah
1: yeah no nah, it's, it's not terrible. in spain either it's just in the it's just in italy oh right okay like, and only in a certain parts of italy as well it's not in all places in italy
2: that's weird, like, man. That's one of those
0: is like various manufacturers is sold it, Yeah, exactly.
1: Like. So it's in like Rimini and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, 'cause the the Leopard like, put bank into racing yeah. They got the world championship team, they got the, the chair team, they got cycle racing, car racing. It's like, how the hell are you affording that?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean I can't get too much into it, no. but um yeah, I mean the guy like that obviously is owner of of is just um, owns multiple other businesses, you know, and loves racing. Oh. He's riding the road like that, and so is his da- daughter and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I mean, I've got an interesting question as well because obviously you did the Chev, the CheV, sorry, with the um, Leopard in the Motor 3 class, but then you did the European Talent Cup in the Chev. What was that about? How come you were like going between, obviously, I know the different championships, but why were you going from a Motor 3 to a like a pre-motor three in the in the, in the European championship. yeah,
1: because so pretty much I was in the management of Leopard, mm. um, like for ten years mm. and and anyways, what happened? I was obviously racing in the the team championship like plan, but they were, they had another rider, El oh yeah,
2: um,
1: that raced in the Leopard class there, and they didn't want him anymore, so they said, well, they can't, they don't want to take the bike, well, they already have the bike there. And they're like, oh, do you want to race it just for fun? And I was like, yeah, right, here. why not? So I pretty much just took the took the bike for fun, really. And... He <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: so pretty much it was just a free, fun ride. He like, yeah. If you did all right, I can't remember the results exactly, but I remember. Yeah, I got
1: fourth or fifth or whatever it was in the here.
0: Because it always, it, it confused me for a few years because I always, whenever I saw you in the UNPT Cup, I was like, why is he in there? You know, surely you'd be in like the junior champ. Junior Motor 3 World Championship, not the class race against, like, 12-year-olds. You know, oh, I was always a bit... I play. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. I always find that a bit weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just did it because it was... Well, it was there. Uh,
2: just done it for banter, Yeah, it was just for a ride, really. I love that. <laughs> a ride on Sunday, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, make... You could justify it, maybe, by saying, oh, bike fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like bike
0: fitness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because um, <laughs> And then, obviously, how did your... Offer from AGR come about because obviously you did the Leopard and then you moved from Leopard and from Tolucci's team over into the AGR team. You obviously have links with the two teams so and obviously World Championship, Export Championship, and things like that. How did that come about exactly?
1: So, pretty much at that time, I was still with the Leopard management, right? Yeah, like with when I was drawing in AP AGR, I was still with the uh Leopard management, yeah, just not with the team. So they were just a major sponsor of me, Leopard, pretty much, um, and yeah. Anyways, they they were willing to put in you know the funds for it, okay. and AGL was pretty much going to run me as a as a rider, uh, but Leopard was really running the team.
2: Yeah,
1: like, my side of the team. You know what I mean? Kind of like what Or is doing with Aspar and MTA, I think.
2: Yeah, they've and, got like, like a like link in yeah, there,
0: right. yeah. Exactly. because yeah, he has an Aspart right. Yeah, it's kind of like, so... um, like on loan kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what happened, really, because we couldn't come to an agreement with their Leo part junior team. Because, well, for X, Y, X, you know, it's just not a very, I don't know. Yeah, we I know can't get you know. into it. But the guy's just not, yeah, all there. Anyways, and <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <right? laughs> uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind you saying that, to be honest. He, he doesn't strike me as the, from the stories I've heard of Leopard Management, uh, I don't think you're far off there.
1: So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, yeah, anyways. And, yes, yeah, so I joined AGR, and at first it was just, you know, it was going good, but the problem was I had to adapt to the KDM. And the first two rounds were right off. I arrived bloody jet-lagged as hell. Like, I arrived on Wednesday to the race at night you know and i was still in this time zone of australia oh. so i was like i was awake all night and then trying to go to sleep when riding so the first day i couldn't even ride no so way. i literally just packed up went home up, oh. went back to the hotel and went to sleep Jeez. and um and yeah and then the next day i was still tired but it was a ride i could ride at least and um yeah so anyway so the first two race weekends were right off and then from there we started doing well and then um yeah, the well the season played how it out, how, how it did, obviously not good results. I think like top tens, whatever. Yeah. But nothing major. Um and then yeah, AGR wanted me again. Um, but obviously I showed my potential and um yeah, so did a few other teams. And then uh yeah, and then AGR put me the best offer though finally. That's and funny. um yeah, I joined them and now I'm in the management of and Sky, which is one one management.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I know which one you because 'Cause they've had um like Joe Roberts and all that through the uh one one, one one management.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm with him at the moment, which is with AGR obviously.
2: Yeah.
1: And um yeah, and then yeah, so this year's going to plan at the moment. So just gonna continue like that, mate. it gotta yeah here we go, this this next round will be different, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean well, I haven't touched a bike since the last race. Yeah, you're going to
0: be fatigued. It's going to be a...
1: Mate, it's going to be a fucking shit mate, show.
0: Just the reminder:
2: The throttle's on the right side of the bars,
1: yeah. right? Mate, it's going to be a... <laughs> I am not you that much. It's,
0: it's, it's literally... not four down or five down.
2: Oh,
1: mate, I can't even remember. I can't even think about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, like, what? I was planning to take four days off after the race. Took four days off and got bloody sick. And now I'll be in my room. Oh mate, it's not going well. <laughs> and now what? We're bloody five days away from the race and I did my first training session today.
0: My oh god.
1: It is not going well. I'm I'm hoping I'm just gonna be able to pull out a miracle
0: somehow. Somehow. Oh, you go you'll do it. I believe in you mate. I believe in you mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll we'll see, mate. I fucking hopefully I'm pull something out of the bag. I do like Aragon. I didn't track. do that well here last year, but um well, let's just say we have different conditions this year on the bike and stuff like that. Okay, okay,
2: okay. So, um, and you've got a nice long streak to rest on you. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. have a look that up there.
0: there. Yeah. Exactly. So earlier this year, people may, your name has become a bit more well-known because you did, <laughs> I'm going to ask, well, speak about two things. Got an Instagram verified Yeah, you tick. got that bloody blue tick now on Instagram, for one. Who is right. <laughs>
1: bloody verified.
0: Who are Why you? you
1: know? <laughs> Mate, I woke up with it, and I was the happiest person on I mean, you're
0: like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Literally, I was so happy. Obviously, you made your debut this year in the, in the Moto3 World Championship for the, with the CIP team. Um, yeah. And obviously, you've made headlines for uh, your little... Scuffle, shall I say, with Darren Binder as well, which was was his fault. I want to want to uh, obviously hmm. pre say, but what's it like making your debut in the World Championship like that? Because obviously, as a kid, you know, you grow up and you watch these guys on track. I'm sure when you were back in Australia, and you made the motor three debut in the class. You know, you saw these guys in the World Championship, and you're like, whoa, you know. And then you built your way up, and now, what was it like to actually race the World Championship and be there in the
1: paddock yeah exactly well yeah like you just said like you you just dream of it from the you know the moment you really see the class and you know you dream to be there and um oh i mean the first session was emotional man i mean i exit the box hmm. and um oh i just knew it was so surreal like i literally like could have like i had tears in my eyes like yeah, after the right. first session like it was just it was so emotional yeah. and um Anyways, after first session though, it was kind of, it was kind of just normal then. Like I kind of, because the good thing was is like I actually was really nervous, right? And then um, after FP one, I kind of, um, I was walking through the paddock with uh, my trainer, and um, no, I wasn't. It was by myself. Sorry, and. I was kind of just like alone. Everyone was like looking at me strangely and stuff like that. But then I didn't realize like how many friends I actually have in the paddock. You know what I mean? Like, as in what I've made over the years, like, like Masia, you know, uh, Lorenzo Del Porta, and like all, all, all the other guys, you know, like many other, you know, guys, even like some of the MotoGP guys, like they'll like, they see me and they'll stop, you know, and talk to me. And then I'm like, oh, so I actually got friends here, you know? So I'm like, like oh, 70. I don't feel so out of, you know, in the deep end at the moment. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like, I can't really say, Going to world championships hard because if you look at it like saying it's going, it's it's hard. But really, the hard thing was when I was like 15 years old, moving to Europe by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've like done the hard, craft hard now. Like, like yeah, you know, like just riding a bike around or feeling awkward or feeling like that no one knows you is not hard. You know, actually moving to another country is a lot harder. So oh,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, once I've kind of thought to myself what am I even doing being scared like as in I was a lot I should be more scared when I came over here you know what I mean so um yeah once I realized that I kind of felt you know a part of the MotoGP and didn't really didn't really think of it any different the only thing that I was going into the whole weekend telling myself the whole time is I want to learn from what they do different yeah you know what I mean because I wanted to figure out why they're so much faster you know what I mean yeah like as I mean did you figure it because in lap times they're not that bad but like well, I mean, they're still faster. So I was trying to figure out why. And the whole time just singing why, why. And anyways, um, just learning really. So every time I would like, you know, speak with my crew chief or something like that, like obviously that's in world championship working with Tober and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they just I would listen, you know, and just take in everything they said, do everything they said, try everything they said. And, um, well, obviously it was a, it, it was a success, like it was a good weekend, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, um, obviously in Saxon, the race didn't go well. I think that was pure the nerves and just absolutely buggered it up, didn't I? <laughs> but um, every other session was, you know, sweet. I closed the gap to point oh eight on my first ever race weekend Amazing. in World oh. Championship. Well, because, yeah, you were like and four then,
0: seconds off, weren't you, FP one And then you massively closed that gap.
1: Exactly, mate, exactly. And then, um, yeah, obviously, and then obviously in Assen, I closed the gap even more, almost mm. made any Q2. Yeah, I can not believe that. I
2: was like, got I was losing out. my shit. I was watching that. He's like, come on, come
1: on. <laughs> I missed out by the closest margin. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was, yeah. I, I even said to um because obviously I train with Ethan and stuff like that that knocked me out. Mm. And I was like, mate, come on, you could have just let me go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: nah. So it was um that was a bit you know disheartening, but I knew I was there once I did that, you know. And then obviously I got the call up for the ride through, which was the stupidest thing yeah. uh, ever. And like they say, they're, they're looking after safety and stuff like that. But, but yeah,
0: well,
1: You've seen what happened at Portimao. they're not looking after safety. They're just trying to I don't know, they're looking after safety in World Championship for stupid things. They're trying to it.
0: they're trying to stop everybody criticizing them for not giving a shit. And so they're trying to make a um hmm. like an example you of people. The other way, um, yeah, exactly. And unfortunately you got made an example of when realistically you really shouldn't have been. It's, exactly. it's not
2: that you, you were in a position to be punished, honestly, yeah. but it's for exactly. PR
0: purposes.
1: Exactly. So, um yeah, anyway, so from that race, obviously, I took it back, learnt everything that I possibly could, literally everything I could, Um, took that from there and went to Fimchev and obviously it worked. You've yeah. seen from, well, yeah. I mean, they only had times in the, the Thursday, which was strange and, like, well, I don't think I was outside the top two for the whole weekend yeah, oh, you were like, sorry, no, in
0: top no, you was it um i know one of the sessions you weren't in there i can't remember where you were i think you're like fifth or sixth i can't remember now yeah um, exactly yeah you were basically in the top five the entire mm, weekend yeah
1: so anyways so almost a whole weekend was you know in the first position um only yeah I, I was that was right that was in the second qualifying thing was when i used the medium tire Ah, oh, okay. um yeah, so, like, I mean, I was just, <clears throat> yeah, I used the knowledge. And that's the other thing, mate. Like, as in the one session that I was out, outside of the, the first position was when I tried medium and uh, a hard tyre. Mm. Because, mm. well, you know, I'm taking it from World Championship. I want to practice for World Championship and practice and stuff like that. You know, World Championship, they use hard tyres to save the S's. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I said to my team, look, I'm sorry, I, I reckon I'm going to, you know, win either way. Let me use a hard tire I know it's not going to put me in any good times and I mean a hard tire still put me in fifth or sixth or whatever it was and you know we did the whole session on that tire like my race pace on that tire was absolutely amazing still it was like a 49 or something like that still and um yeah I mean that just like knocked it off really with my confidence and what I've learned from world championship so um yeah yeah so I used it and it worked in the race, really. I didn't really know what I was going to do in the race. I knew I was going to try to break away. And if I couldn't, then I was just going to wait until the last lap and do everything I could to be at the front. And, yeah, I'm, I knew once the race started like that, if I was first into corner one, I would be set. You know what I mean? I knew that. Yeah. So um, when, when I had that opportunity with two laps ago, that I was in P1 into... Turn one, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get this opportunity and I know I've got the speed, show it, you know? Yeah. And what, that lap I did a 48.6 point, point or 48.7, which was, yeah. I think, the second fast lap of the race Mentor. or fast Mentor. lap of the race maybe. And, um, yeah, and then obviously that gapped the group and I even gapped Torgado and stuff like that a bit. They obviously caught it up on the slipstream yeah. and, and then when I had the moment on the last lap. But, yeah, you could just see the pace was... Another level at that time, you know. Yeah, it was so, so high. Uh,
0: yeah, like
1: exactly. So
0: it was crazy because um obviously Holgado's bike is rapid. You know, you don't yeah. like anyone you can ask because I think he, he's on the 2019 bike because obviously you can't yeah. ride the yeah. current bikes and obviously you're on the 2018 or 2019 bike is a step up. Yeah. Apparently, it's one of the worst there is. Funny enough, but to to be fair, I don't. He, know. I think he has 2021 year older. Because
2: gas, gas, uh, no,
1: yeah. um, only uh, Alonso has a 2022 bike, he doesn't have 2021, he has 2022, yeah. like as in he's testing all new parts. Orgado's still got the 2019 bike, um, which you know is, but the thing is, he's got the 2019 bike, but he's still got all the new parts, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they can still put all the new parts of Alonso's, like as in all the fast parts, it doesn't affect anything or whatever fits in the regulations, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's quite Um,
0: heavily restricted. Obviously, Alonso gets to use a 2022 because he's he's too young to race in the World Championship next year, so it makes sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, um, obviously, with the you had you obviously clearly gained a lot of experience from the World Championship because you literally first lap remember the World Championship at Aston, you were just outside the points in 16th place. Obviously, then you had to do the ride through, um, and then you carried that over to the Chev and obviously just smashed out of the park leading every race, every session, qualifying on pole, and then winning the race by literally five thousandths of a second. I genuinely thought you'd lost it. Like, oh, like. <laughs> Yeah. The camera angle made it look like Olcato. Had yeah. Me. Oh, really? I was mad, mate. I was mad.
2: <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> my head and my was like, no, yeah. no. Said and I was like, no, no. But then they said you won.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what, was the, what was the feeling like? You know, when you cross the line, you actually realise, no, I've won the race.
1: How did that feel? Well, I was obviously, like, obviously bursting in tears. I obviously couldn't hold it in. Mm. But I've been waiting for this moment, really, like, as in, you know, from the start of what, when I started with AGR, yeah. it's been a hard project. And to finally arrive, because I knew I had the speed the whole time with AGR, I just had to get the right luck and the right weekend, you know. Yeah. And to, for it to finally happen, obviously, I just burst into tears. And it was just an amazing Feeling you know, I kind of tried to pull it back together as much as I could when I before I got back to pipe <laughs> firm, I was yeah. thinking, Oh, I don't want to be crying <clears throat> on camera. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I was it was bloody amazing, mate. It was the most special thing that's happened so far. That's definitely going to world championship, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I mean, it was it was amazing, mate. And it, you know, I just got to do it again, really. I just now it's made me want to do it more and more. So I mean, I just, unfortunately, I didn't get to work hard for it this next race. Um, But we're still (laughs) going to try to chuck it on the top step. And then after that, go back and work even harder. Um, Work for what I missed for these last two weeks. Yeah. But, um, no, exactly. So it was just emotional and amazing, mate.
2: So what was the better feeling for crossing that line or making your championship debut? If you had to pick one?
1: No, it would be the championship debut. For sure. Yeah, for
2: sure. I, th- I thought that might
1: be the case. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because, I mean, winning a race, I've won many, you know, in my life. But, oh, but. you know, uh, no, but, you know, <laughs> know.
0: especially entering <laughs> the
1: world championship, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say that you're riddled with, you know, in the championship of the best riders in the world.
0: Yeah, like, you're literally, like, yeah. she, you're obviously sheet. Um, you're on the timesheets, you know, with the best riders in the world, you know, Pedro Acosta's name's everywhere, and you're on the timesheets with Pedro Acosta, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly, so... He's racing with
0: the World Championship.
1: Yeah, he's definitely World Championship,
0: yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, Good are answer. they much faster? You know, like, obviously, say, we'll do an example of, say, Pedro Costa, just because he's absolutely killing it this year. When, obviously, you raced them in last year, and then, obviously, you raced them at Assen and Sachsenring this year in the World Championship, is there any difference, you know? And, obviously, you raced Guevara and Artigas. Are they any different in the World Championship, or, like, how are you describing...
1: The difference is what well, with a coster example. I don't think he has anything special in the practice sessions. Yeah, but somehow this kid knows how to race. Like he's just—I don't know—he's another level. When he passed me yeah. in the race, like before, as I was entering the ride through, he was going up the inside of me. Gee. I just knew he could arrive to the front. I just knew it because like it's just like he has something different in the race. I don't know what it is. He just—I don't know what he can find in the race. But, like, towards the other people, I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, example, like, I train with, like, Master and, like, Lorenzo and stuff like that. Like, I have, and I don't know, they're nothing special. Obviously, they're fast and obviously they've got something. But, like, I don't know, I wouldn't put myself out as too much different to them. Obviously, uh, they have more experience than me um, because they've got more years on me. Um, And yeah, maybe I'll hit a block and that's where the difference was made. But at this stage where I am with the experience I've got, I, I don't feel like I'm too far off what they are. And, um, yeah, I mean, I hope to be mixing with them bloody soon.
2: Okay. I mean, um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a goal anyways. I I, I wouldn't – I don't know. The, the Chev is competitive, man. I mean, for example, um, well, at Portugal, I, I, I couldn't really figure out over the whole weekend what was going on, mate. But, I mean, did you see – Obviously I obviously only did a forty eight zero was my best time. Mm. Well like obviously my idea my ideal uptime was a forty seven point seven, I think it was. Okay. Which in World Championship the pole was forty seven point four and mm. and the second was a forty seven point six and then the third was like a forty seven point nine or something like that. Yeah. Or eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's right. Um so it would have put me third in world championship the times I was done in Fimchev on an older bike. So I, I, I was trying to figure out the whole weekend what was going on. I even watched back the race a few times thinking, was the conditions not good or something, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it was windy all weekend also for us. Um. So I don't really know. I'm a bit confused there. because. But then saying that, I mean, I was, what, six-tenths clear than everybody else in most times. I think oh, I there was four tenths, sorry, and one's in the qualifying. But in like is in other sessions I was like five, six tenths. Um I think that was in free practice two or free practice one, if I'm correct. And um yeah, and then obviously with my ideal, like I was just out of the park. But like still like everybody else wasn't far off it. You know what I mean? Like in the qualifying, I think only two tenths was off me. So um it's like I don't know, I was so close to the world championship times and everybody else was so close to me. So it shows that obviously the Finchab is not so much different to World Championship, in my opinion. Mm. Obviously a bit, no, it's not. but nothing crazy out of the park different.
2: I think the only major difference is racecraft, like everybody there. Has probably better racecraft than the junior world championship simply through experience. Well,
1: yes, but the other difference actually is the major difference which you've seen over the race weekend uh, at Portugal from me is you've seen from free practice one my first my first session I did a forty nine, you know, which was some of people's best lap time after the whole weekend. So that right there was the difference in world championship their free practice one would have been a 48. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're outrageous. So free practice one and free practice two is like, they've been there all weekend. It's amazing. Like, the first session for me when I was in World Championship, they passed me like I was, like an ant. Like, literally like I was an amateur. (laughs) I thought, what is going on? Like, like, this is bad. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and after more sessions, I I closed the gap. But the first few sessions, it was amazing, mate, like how big the gap was, like the difference, you know. Mm. Like they could literally ride around the outside of me if they could, if they wanted to, you know what I mean? It was just, it was another level. I so I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, because yeah, obviously seeing that and studying them and obviously gaining the experience, as you said, obviously will allow you to kind of, because you haven't got the advantage that a lot of riders you're racing against do have in the sense that, you know, they're racing in the rookies, you know. So you've got, obviously, Holgado, Alonso, moreira they're all racing in the Rebel Rookies. So they, they kind of understand one another a bit more. You know, they understand the paddock a little bit more. They've got that little edge on you, if you know what I mean. And yeah. for you to then go and race in the World Championship, you've kind of got a taste of the same kind of, I don't know, the same, I don't know, whatever, the same Capri Some they've got. I don't know.
1: Environment, <laughs> farmers. Yeah, other,
0: other, other drinks are available, I just want to say. But, um, you know, <laughs> you are... Of you... all the drinks, <laughs> Capri I don't know. But, you know, you're getting, you know, you're getting the same taste as what they're getting. And so you come suddenly, it's kind of something clicked in your head, you know, and suddenly bang, that extra 5% you need it, suddenly bang, you... It's like it becomes, you know, muscle memory. You know exactly how to do it without even thinking, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right, man. Exactly. And um, you're right on about that. Like, as in, you just, once you get in their environment and you understand this situation, it helps so much taking it back to the Fimchev, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I honestly would argue until the days come, until the cows come home that the Fimchev's level is higher than the World Championship. And... Because the amount of riders that just jump straight into the World Championship and are fast is ridiculous, but the World Championship has the edge because, like you said, the riders will go in and give 100% in FP1, whereas, say, the Chev, the riders won't be as fast as what they will be in qualifying on FP1, whereas you find that the qualifying times are fairly similar to FP1 in the World Championship
1: yeah exactly and I mean also the other thing is is that what I found over the weekend anyways I managed to put it out at Aston but at Saxon it was difficult Uh, sorry at Aston was a little bit difficult with that is um like the pressure man like as in I don't know it was just a different feeling knowing that there's what 20,000 fans watching me oh yeah at a grandstand like that knowing that if I crash I have twenty thousand people that are watching me. I don't know. It was just, it was it was a strange feeling mate. I mean the first time I went through there and seen all the people I thought it's gonna be embarrassing if I crash or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, like it was just and like with all the cameras as well mate, like as in you got cameras over you all the time. Yeah. Especially me. Did you see how much camera time I got?
0: Yeah you got oh, decent mate. amount mate. Your like kit supplies must be laughing the way you <laughs>
1: literally literally mm. i was thinking oh gee whiz. of course i got the most camera time <laughs> yeah
0: it's so, um,
2: definitely
1: not a bad yeah. thing no it wasn't a bad thing but maybe for the first weekend it was <laughs> chucking in the divan with all this camera oh. yeah.
2: yeah i don't think you stacked it on cameras so i think yeah yeah i did want to ask you quickly what did you make of the binder incident like as in like did you even see him come in or was it just literally
1: back? Well, the only reason I didn't crash is because I seen out the corner of my eye at the last second. I, I seen, like, I don't know, I seen him coming out of pit lane I didn't really notice anything of it then. And then I was just, I was egging in the corner. I heard another bike though. And I thought, oh, whatever. And then, like, I was uh, just, like, I was still in lean angle and then, like, I seen just a reflection in the corner of my eye, like, real quickly and I just, like, chucked the bike up real quickly. I don't know if you see it in the camera, but, like, I quickly, like, pushed the bike up and put my body into it. So I knew that something was about to hit me, yeah. and then as soon as it hit me, he bounced off, and I sprung up onto the bike. So it was perfect. that I did it, but if not, it probably would have ended pretty badly, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I didn't know anything about it. But he's a good guy. He came up and he said, "Look, it was all my fault." And um, no, he's a good guy. I thought I thought at first we we're going to get a puncher. I don't know. Why, <laughs> then, all of a my crew chief kind of. Oh, calling me like oh, by the way, Binder's coming to the truck, and I was like, oh, oh, right, yeah, here we go. You don't and want no anyone you, <laughs>
0: you don't want anyone coming your bin to your truck, and the last person you want is bloody Binder of all people as well. Like oh yeah. god,
1: and and, yeah. nah, and I was like, right here, yeah, here we go. <laughs> we we're about to get into the strap or something. I didn't come. Like, no, man I'm sorry. And I was like, right, yeah. no sweet, you're a good guy. Like, yeah. and then for the rest of the weekend, he was a good guy the whole time.
2: Fair play. Yeah, I, I just, I, I didn't think you would have seen much of him just from what I saw because literally just out of nowhere. No,
1: nah, I didn't see who it was. I literally just seen in the corner of my eye there was something about it. Like I knew that, I had a feeling, like I don't know, I just, I seen something and I heard something and I just put it there just in case. You know, I put my body in that different situation just in case. Mm. And um, well, it turned but out that it was anyway, someone don't... that was <laughs> coming up the inside of me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, no, it was it was a it was good to get like camera view. I think I I can't remember how many views it got. It got over a million. Oh, I views. got That's so many like,
2: views. It was yeah, 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 the attention. So many people were blaming you, and was
1: yeah. Just like, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I know. Watch like oh, I got so many hate comments as well. I was really? like, oh. Yeah, like as in yeah. just like like Binder fan, you know, like die hard oh, Binder.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, a couple of South Africans done like you very much.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly I can't go to Africa any time <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because um, obviously millions of people obviously are watching you race around that track and that must have been daunting as well like on the TV you know millions of viewers like
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah so that was a bit
0: of added pressure to it yeah but all
1: in all it was an amazing experience mate I can
0: imagine I mean do you think we'll see you again at any point this year in the as a wild card or a practice, you know, like as a replacement rider or do you not know? Well, look,
1: I'm not going to say no. <laughs>
0: okay. Um,
1: but I'm not going to say yes. Okay. Let's just see what happens. Okay. You know what it's like anyways. Like always okay. it's a late call up. I mean, I didn't find out I was going to World Championship until a week before. So, um, So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't come later than that does it really
0: no, well apparently tanucci could uh argue otherwise but
1: yeah exactly tanucci would probably be the only person <laughs> who will be able to get close to him you know,
0: <laughs> yeah night before before you go into bed oh yeah do you want to ride my bike tomorrow yeah, imagine exactly. imagine if cip had done that just
2: like ring you up on the front day like, do you want to come and ride on friday yeah exactly oh. uh,
1: imagine yeah. nah so um Well, that's what they did with um, Manuel Gasales. What his name is? Oh yeah,
0: Manuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. there's a lot. That was
1: amazing. That was impressive. What he did.
0: He was. He was absolutely phenomenal.
1: No Uh, one talked it up though, but that was impressive.
0: Yeah, like it was. None of the commentators gave a shit. You know, I was. I was quite mad to be honest because he literally. Because I know there was a few other riders in the frame that we can't mention on this podcast. Um, I think I told you about it, Joel. But um, yeah, if not, I'll tell you afterwards. But. there were a few other riders in the frame, they couldn't get to the circuit. And then, so Manuel Gonzalez got the call and literally had to skip FB1 because he couldn't ride, you know, he wasn't there yet. And then yeah, he literally had all on the road and FB1. Yeah. Stand. And then, um, yeah, exactly. Oh, it was mental. And then obviously he had to wear the team's suit, which I'm sure his, his uh, suit sponsor wasn't too happy about, but uh, he literally, uh, yeah, it was about, he's wearing his boulders oversized leather suit, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Must
0: have had some room in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. no, but he did well though. i like, mean oh,
0: yeah. he it was like P12 or
1: something, wasn't he?
0: He was first session. Yeah, it was like was... P12 and p 2 yeah, yeah, and then he, he did really well in qualifying on the MV as well, which isn't that competitive in the slightest. yeah,
1: ex- exactly. Like he, I think he was in front of his teammate for. he yeah. didn't end up finishing in front of his teammate. I don't think. No. but he, um, he was in Chris front of his...
2: the race. He was in front of the course, of,
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. He, I seen. I was watching one session inside the the box. And, like, he spent more than half the session in front of his teammate. Oh, that would not be a good look for his teammate. Oh, yeah. Would not, I mean, not at all. I mean,
0: Gonzalez is rapid. Like, if you followed his career, you know, obviously he won the, he won the European Talent Cup, but then he won the Super Sport 300. Now he's in World Sport and he's fighting at the front. And, you know, then he's gone into the two-world championship and impressed. You know, like, oh, my God, this kid is the, the real deal, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, i got to ask you because, well, you guys know everything. <laughs> okay. What do you reckon is the prediction for next year for Moto 3, Moto 2, and Moto GP?
0: For the riders, or? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oof. So, for I th- new riders going in.
0: New riders coming. Well, so like from the Chev, and then. Uh... Yeah, or like in Moto GP example,
1: they're going to be obviously a rider swap, like as in.
0: Yeah. I oh, you mean like Patronus? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Oh,
2: oh. So, if the two riders who I reckon are Patronus are going to be, what are the two? Moto2... Petronas boys um, probably Dixon because you know
0: British and pretty quick yeah. and I reckon Gulos. yeah I would say the same on that one to be fair yeah um, and well with with motor GP quick, I'm not sure about Fernandez. obviously we've got Tech 3 there's a seat there um, yeah Petronas have confirmed that both riders will be changed for 2022 so read that how you will with Frank and yeah. Mubadeli, you know but um I, I think Fernandez, Raul well, Fernandez will stay in Moto2. That's just my two cents on
2: it. No. i with you on the yeah Yeah.
0: Um, but in Moto2, I'm not sure. I think, obviously, we'll see probably Acosta move up. Um, KTM actually we'll wants see to see him, him stay down Acosta another year in Moto3, but Acosta kind of wants to go up to Moto2, so that's where he'll go. Masia um, I can see moving up. I can see mm. some Chev guys moving over. Fermin Alderge, um Blonde Lopez, maybe even uh, Sam Wilford, if you can do some decent results with your teammate. Obviously, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, because obviously they're after Brit. big, maybe, yeah, Darren Binder, yeah. Petronas, I think as well. Yeah, that's the big thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Like you, you, if you can get your foot in the door of any of those IO Petronas, you, you're setting yeah, it. Yeah,
2: for
1: sure.
0: They've got obviously Zonta and the Chev, um, Aiden Zonta in the Chev, and then obviously they've got the three two GP teams. You know, if you can get, they've got such a great framework at the moment. It's it's fantastic. The Patronus squad.
1: Is Zonta with Patronus?
2: Partly, yeah. He's got some Patronus support. He's got a Mark Woodage crew chief
0: in for him at some rounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, but obviously you wouldn't expect it because obviously he's one of the super B battery sponsors and all that different sponsors and stuff. But and then uh, the same with uh, Noradin, isn't it? In the um... And the Australia Galicia guy racing for the Spang and Special Circuit team as well, obviously. Australia Galicia. Or Munlao, yeah. sorry. Mm. Can't yeah, remember I. his name. Shocking. Um, but in the world of three World Championship, we've got to say you, obviously, for obvious reasons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Give us give us a clue. Are you negotiating with any World Championship that you can teams talk about, at least? That you can discuss?
1: Well, of course. I mean, talk to them.
2: Yeah. Let's see what happens. Okay. Let's see what happens.
1: <laughs> But what do I, what, who do you reckon Holgado will go with?
0: Oof.
2: Well, wow. I think See now this is the contentious
0: bit yeah. for us. Cause I'm not sure we Well agree. we know more. i I think I've told you what we know, Joel. Um yeah. but again we can't say on the bloody podcast, but um I can oh. see oh the tape. All I can say is I think we'll see Holgado in a front running front running ex world championship winning team for next year yeah there we go i agree that is that isn't red. well it might be I red because there's bits of red red there's red in them. <laughs> i agree
2: but uh um, also I hear other things
1: but let's
0: see yeah 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 it's, yeah Who, who's
1: going with who's going with max badgie
0: yeah oh i, I wonder maybe it's <laughs> oh, well, they, they... Yeah. maybe it's the person we've just spoke about as well maybe i don't know yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all hot today, isn't it? there's so many places there, actually oh,
0: it's well like... we could easily see like 10 riders move up mad i think oh yeah
2: and they all every single rider in like in the top that the CV top ten would would mm. deserve it as well. That's the the
0: level. Hey, I'm so you you're. I think what you're you're eleventh in the championship. Go, yeah, eleventh. Joel deserves as i top eleven. Yeah, but you count as a top ten. You're a race <laughs> <winner>. <laughs> you race me You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I can't believe you eleventh in the championship after only what two finishes or whatever. It's madness. It's <laughs> madness. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we can see Mario Aggi is almost certain to move up. Yeah, with the with uh, the the team. Yeah,
2: and. Yeah. But that's that's what done me is, like, Matsuyama got the the wild
0: cards, but Aji is the most...
1: But he's, I think... Yeah, but I think he's already got a contract
0: signed. Yeah, and I think, Mm. because Aji's testing next year's bike, I think he won't be allowed to test. I I don't know if I should be saying this, but I'll say it. But yes, he's testing the 2024 Honda, so there might be a rule in place that says he can't wild card because of that.
1: Yeah, right. Mm but yeah, right. that'd be interesting <laughs> I
0: don't know if I should be allowed to say that or if I should be saying that but screw it whatever yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't know that well, there, you well, there you
1: go you know <laughs> <same> <laughs> more.
0: but um, yeah I think we see obviously Diogo Moreira moving up as well um, yeah for sure yeah. This, uh... I think that's one of the IOCs yeah I
1: think he's already going with Io
0: yeah me too obviously yeah. he's done the test I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already signed, but honestly. But yeah. he just needs to learn to keep it upright because he crashes so much. He crashed when he tested the, um, the IO bike as well. Like, he crashes yeah. a lot, man. Yeah. He's quick, don't get me wrong. but And then if David Alonso can win the Rebel Rookies, obviously he gets a special dispensation to move up. I still don't think, I don't he's think he'll move up. No. He won't move up. I no. don't either. But I can see if if Algonso doesn't go where we think he'll go in Aspar... Then I think we'll see yeah. Scott Ogden get placed in there because obviously he's already got a podium, you know. So
1: for sure he won't go in Wait, H- No, um, yeah,
0: Daniel,
2: yeah, Daniel yeah. Algaro is not. Yeah, not with Aspar. Yeah. That's pretty much we nah. you know yeah. But yeah. so Scott Ogden has to be in the frame if Garcia goes to the movie too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Surely. yeah,
1: Surely, or yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. No, but if he, if
1: he, yeah, you reckon?
0: I reckon I guess so. they need in
1: English. They, they do, yeah.
0: With Scott, with John McPhee getting the sack to the Super Sport 300 Championship or wherever the hell he goes, um, <laughs> you know, there needs to be a spot available for Scott Ogden somewhere. He may even go to Patrona Scott Ogden, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. know if he's speaking with any Kings? Oh, we don't, to be fair. We do speak to him, but we haven't asked him that question. As of oh,
1: you we... haven't asked him the hard question,
0: have you? Well, we have asked him some, but I don't know. Yeah. I think he listens to this, yeah. So. <laughs> I've, I've
2: asked him and not quite got an answer, yeah. shall we say? Fair enough, fair but, like, we, we know there are discussions taking place, I, but I
1: don't know, you know what don't happened know with whom. Uh, I don't know how. Some like, I don't know, like, he was really fast on obviously the um junior team, mm. but then um. Like when he went with Aspar, I I seen him at the start of the season. He was really struggling, and then the next thing I seen him at Barcelona, they like getting like, <laughs> What the hell is going on here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? I didn't power. see anything in between. I just seen that, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah,
2: it's madness, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it just seemed a lot of riders found found some form at Catalunya yeah. where they were struggling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's a it's a good level because it's a
0: proper yeah. track. Yeah. yeah it has got a bit of everything there, Catalonia. But it's um, obviously David Salvador, essentially. I think he's already had talks with some teams that we can't mention on the podcast. Um, so David mm. Salvador. I'd love to see TM yeah. move up,
2: look, but it's not going to happen. Nah,
1: that will not. I step four, actually, but that- maybe, because there's... <clears throat> I don't know how much I can say, actually. Um, <laughs> Be careful. I, 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 probably, I probably can't say it,
0: actually. Well, say it and we'll edit. I hear
1: possibly there is a chance that one team's leaving the paddock. Oh. Not sure if it's true or not.
0: Okay, that's not something I know, well, so far, they haven't,
1: no. it's not that it's not true that they haven't decided mm. if they're leaving or if they stay.
0: Well the the World Championship. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, interesting. Mm. You'll have to tell us off air. <laughs> Wait, so that... yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm just doing the my yeah, no, check to figure out to yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no, exactly. That's the thing. They've got the money, I just think they're sick of it or something like that. I don't know.
0: It's like when the um well world, worldwide race team left. That was quite a shock because they had Mignot and uh, Mathia. They were a solid team. Best yeah. of capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a yeah, shock yeah. when they left. I was like, what? Well, I still don't know. I I'm know, on but, me, but I don't
1: know why he left. He never explained it to me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very strange because it was a decent team, you know, and they had the framework all the way down to the... Um... Uh,
1: you know
2: what
0: it was? Yeah. Well, was their radar. They lost
1: their oh, sponsor. Oh, so, really? Yeah, the, the capital of the oh, bar, that's like, why they, they out. St- oh, so man.
2: That's a shame. Yeah. yeah, best capital of Dubai. All they yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had, they had the EDC, because Aldegay was their EDC right Yeah, now. what happened? Why did and, he end uh, up going 600? And then, well,
1: obviously it worked out for him. But...
2: A, a,
0: a, deal, a deal fell through Sniper's him. team.
2: Uh, yeah, sure well, well, I, I put that out on an article. Sniper's
0: so, team. yeah, basically he signed a deal with the Sniper's team to race in the Meta 3 Championship. And then... Funding and all that fell through, COVID screwed it over, so then he went stock sick, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Hector Fobel picked him up, and,
2: yeah. like, you know, he gets it. Like, look at now, like, a squeak is his next yeah, big exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, Fobel's no though. He he knows, he knows. Yeah, he knows. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, right. there's some rumours for people to listen to at the end of this podcast. Um,
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But uh, I hope everybody's uh, enjoyed listening to this episode with uh, Joel Kelso. Um, Hopefully we'll get to see you again in the future in the World Championship. I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point in the future on the podcast as well. It was a pleasure having you on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. It was bloody a pleasure. It was a pleasure.
0: Nice. I appreciate yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was good. It's good. Jacob always gets a bit oh. giddy when we got guests on. <laughs> <coughs> nah nah. I just love it. You know what I mean? It's just it's just like, it's awesome, isn't it? It's just a yeah. thrill. Great, <laughs> nah,
1: Now perfect, perfect. Nah, it went well. Went well. Yeah. And um <coughs> now, nah, hopefully
0: next round goes well and hopefully I'll be speaking to you guys again soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed and um We'll definitely get you on at some point in the future, and uh, we can discuss your next season's world championship once you sign a deal with the, uh, you know, world champions or something with like a, that. You know, with a good team, yeah. <laughs> but we'll Come see. on, guys! Don't push me into it. <laughs>
2: no, that's got what that's what got happens. a nice ring to it, though, yeah. have not it? Joel Kelso, world championship yeah.
1: writer. <laughs> let's see what happens. I think we should know in the coming weeks. Let's just say that.
0: Nice. Very excited to <laughs> hear it. But um, yeah, it's been nice to have you on, and uh, we will. Be back next weekend once again with another podcast. Next week, should I say. No idea what we'll talk about because it's pretty quiet at the moment, but maybe some news will come out. But uh, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this one, and we'll be back next time. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye.